When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Sunday, folks. We're here. Three-man weave college basketball best bet show with the field of 68 sponsored by our friends at Bet Rivers. Jim Root hosting today. I'm joined by Matthew Cox, Kai McEwen. Ready to talk some hoops. Kind of a solid, sneaky, solid slate today on Sunday. But man, we had 103 games yesterday, Matthew. Did you have any takeaways other than Kai? I'm just going to steal it. All our alma maters suck. We know that. <laughs> yeah, tough effort from the Hoosiers. Really tough effort from the Missouri Tigers. Um, and that's what you'll be called going forward until you actually beat a team of relevance. Kai, Ridiculous. a lot of fun action yesterday. Nebraska ball continues just to be a mm-hmm. thorn in the side of Big Ten teams. And team that decides to play them. They are the cockroach of the Big Ten right now. Mm-hmm. And they are trending up. Um, but Zach Eady, uh, too much, too late. Seven blocks, his yeah. wooden player of the year candidacy continues to balloon. Yeah, uh, this is the only nice thing I'll say about Goodman today. Goodman had a funny tweet. He said, uh, Nebraska only held Eady to 11 points and 17 rebounds and seven blocks. I mean, the guy, <laughs> he's, he's incredible he objectively right didn't play a great game, like because he had like five turnovers, but the box yeah. score is just like it's, it's gonna be stuffed no matter what. He played 43 minutes. Zach Eady, yeah, seven four, played 43 minutes. That's wild. Uh, my takeaway. Yeah, Mizzou didn't win. Um, I'm eating crow. Jim and I are eating crow. Yada, it's yada. Crow for breakfast, lunch, I, and dinner today. Isaiah Mosley, I, I wish he'd play. Uh, it must be some discipline thing. I don't get it. Yeah. If Golston is our highest used player, we're in for a tough year. Um, he's not that good offensively. But the competition, guys, how many power teams this year have lost to bad teams? The answer is a ton. TCU lost to a bad team. So the schedule thing doesn't really tell me that Mizzou's fraudulent with a 9-0 start. I think they handled business. They did a pretty good job. They won at Wichita. Good job. Lost yeah. to a top 10 team in KU. Yeah, they lost by 28. Jim, it was more like 20. But um, I still believe in our Tigers. You know, I'm, I'm still keeping the faith this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it on our in a little post-game video that I owed Goodman. Um, any yeah. optimism around Mizzou involved Mosley. And if he's a nobody, then, yeah, this team's not very good. Like, they need yeah. him to be, like, he's the best player, and then everybody filters through two through seven in the pecking order or whatever. Um, Matt, Jalen is important. I think he matters Super quite a bit. Important. You mentioned uh, Nebraska ball, Sam Griesel. Very important. When he's out there, they're a different team. Uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner, also super important. Creighton loses to BYU. I will mention BYU is also missing their two best wings. Trevin Nell hasn't played this year. Spencer Johnson is out. It's not all injury excuses. The team's lost four games in a row. There's there's some concern going on with Creighton. There has to be. Uh, but that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm sticking with is my take or takeaways. Let's talk ball. We got a game in 13 minutes, fellas. Ooh. Taking place in Brooklyn. They got a quadruple header there. 
Matthew Iona, St. Bonaventure. The chat was already discussing this one hot as we got in here. Uh, obviously, uh, quite a bit of travel for the Bonnies, not for Iona. This was up around seven. There's even some seven and a half. I, I think I'm not the only Weaver that came in on the Bonnies, Matthew, at seven. Mm-hmm. But Iona is terrifying. What do you think of this game? Yeah, I should take the Bonnies just because Mark Schmidt as a dog is a great recipe to profitability. But against this version of Rick Pitino's Gales, Kai, I didn't take it. Um, mm-hmm. Canisius, but sorry, let's run through the results the last three games. Uh, Niagara by 22, which to me is like super impressive because Niagara is the ultimate suck unit. They're like the Tarleton of the upstate New York area. Canisius by 30, Maybe. St. Louis by 22. Um, they haven't been tested, so I just didn't want to get away in that steam. Pretty simple for me. I stayed away. Yeah, I, I hopped in at seven and a half. It's down to six now, so super sharp as always. Uh, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm really sad about Mizzou. Uh, it's very possible <laughs> that Iona's awesome this year. I mean, Patino's an awesome coach. He has great talent. But, hey, the Gales, somewhat mortal away from home, guys. They lost to Hofstra. They they did handle Vermont. Okay. They lost to Santa Clara by 10. They've been tested. They've been beaten yeah, this year. Yeah, I agree. They've not been invincible. I, I agree with that. Very fair. Bonnie shouldn't be taken lightly. Uh, Mark Schmidt's a wizard himself. He's a fantastic coach. I wouldn't put him quite at Patino's level, but, man, he's pretty good. And, however, Jim, the Bonnie's also not that great away from home. They have a neutral win against Notre Dame, but... They've been much better in the friendly confines of of Olean. Seven's just a huge number. Even at six, I lean towards the Bonnies. Yeah, the Bonnies are way better than we thought coming into the year. Like they lost everybody, completely hit the reset button with the Iron Five off in their separate power conference destinations. Turns out the team Mark Schmidt has is actually pretty solid. He's put them together. They've I've bet on them recently a couple different games, and they've covered for me. Cleveland State, easy winner. Thank you. Um, I didn't bet him in Buffalo. I bet him against Notre Dame, and that was a nice neutral neutral site win uh, in the city. So I feel solid about the Bonnies today. Six is dicier, but I, that's if I had to take a side at current number, it would still be the Bonnies. Oh, sorry, I, Pete. Olean. Olean? It's Olean. 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 Not Olean. But it's fun to say Olean because you do the come on Eileen. I like Jim's little Olean. It's cute. Yeah. Appreciate that. It's not disrespect when I sing it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Next one in that quadruple header, Matthew so smartly put that as the first four games in our outline. Oklahoma State, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, Kai, about a two and a half point favorite. I think that's what it's going off as at Bet Rivers right now. Pretty elite shooting team. You got to be able to shoot over the top of Oklahoma State to score against them. I lean towards the Hokies. What do you think? Uh, yeah, Oklahoma State. I keep looking at this team, and it's basically what we've seen the last couple of years. They're very competitive. They're very high in the analytics per usual, but they lack quality wins. Uh, this is a huge opportunity for them against Virginia Tech. Obviously, the Hokies are in great shape. They look very good. Their offense rocks. Slight apologies to Basili. He's been fantastic for them so far. Um, he's definitely exceeded my expectations. Now, can Virginia Tech, Matt, handle the pressure, the length of Oklahoma State? This is probably by far the best and most active defense they face this season yeah. will it affect their hot shooting. Um, they are obviously a great offensively, but Oklahoma state can defend. Can they keep Oklahoma state off the glass? It's a toss up for me. It's very different styles here. It's opposite strengths. I do sort of lean towards Virginia tech. Cause I trust them a little bit more. I trust Mike young more, but it's kind of a toss up. I do too. And that's why I didn't bet it, but I think the matchup does favor Oklahoma state. I think the price at the current number slightly favors the pokes. So you just look at like their last, um, five games like they lost to UConn by 10. I know that was a misleading final score, but they battled back against a team that's basically been untouchable to date. Um, Sam Houston, the team that's been untouchable, they put them away. Prairie View, like the ultimate SWAC Nat 25, 
Tulsa convincingly. I think they're actually trending in the right direction right now. Their shooting's been the main question mark with them. They haven't made shots, but they get to the glass. Second, third chance, they'll supplement. I think they can muck this game enough, Jim, in the NBA arena. Maybe the Hokies' shots are not falling as cleanly as they would be back at the, uh, what's their home court? The uh, I don't know. It's in Blacksburg. It's called that. Blacksburg, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I like Oklahoma State here. I do. I think if he touches three, I'll be jumping in. Yeah, I, you make good points about the athleticism, whether they can handle pressure. Like, Padula is a great point guard, but he's not overflowing with athleticism. And when teams have pressed them late in games, Virginia Tech's really struggled. Like, UNC got all the way back into that game because they turned on the defensive pressure, and that was in Blacksburg. I, we'll, we'll see on a neutral floor if they're able to handle that. I do think um, the under might be a decent angle here. Should be really slow, given how Virginia Tech wants to slow things down. And, yeah, Matt, your point on efficiency, um, I would I would lean towards the under. Uh, what was the other? Oh, the, the the best Oklahoma State game you might have left out. Losing by ten at UConn is like a Hercules effort at this point. No, that's saying yeah. They yeah, the score. That. I was it, oh, like dude, the okay. misleading score. I don't know. It's it was to me. I think it was impressive. Like yeah. UConn just blitzed everyone. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like that's that's actually a, a good effort. Is is losing by ten to that team? All right, let's move on. The headliner, Matthew. Two teams that you are in love with: your Tennessee Volunteers and your Maryland Terrapins. Tennessee about five, five and a half right now at Bet Rivers point favorites. Are you back in your vols? You back in your terps, or is this a kick your feet up and watch your two favorite teams play? Well, at the current price, it's a kick feet up popcorn game. Um, but like Kai said, uh, I am sharp and I got six. I wouldn't recommend it anything lower than six. Tennessee kind of looks like they might be legit in that that Colorado game was a complete outlier. Uh, they got Josiah and Jordan James back the last few games, the last two t- two games. He's been not a hundred percent. Um, but still effective, and he's such a good asset on the defense. Mm-hmm. He's not making shots. I mean, the Jonas Adu research. I'm sorry, the uh, the Euros Plavich like resurgence has been kind of a monstrous development for Tennessee. He's got 25 points in his last 38 minutes. Dominated two mid majors, obviously, but I think he's kind of a weapon that Maryland, a team without like a true bona fide center, is going to have issues with. So if Tennessee wallops. The Terps, Kai, I think it's because it's like an interior on the block bloodbath. That's what the Terps have to negate here. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. It's going to be a great game. Uh, I, I agree. I liked Maryland at a higher number five, probably staying away. Uh, Tennessee is a top five team. Will they have uh, Vescovy? He could still be out. I know he, uh, he's still kind of a game time decision. supposed to play, but yeah, we don't know for sure. Yeah. He's important, but the last three games, Tennessee, they won by 36, 54, and 35. It doesn't really matter who they played. That's incredible. Um, but Maryland's been great. That one road loss at Wisconsin, that's pretty passable. I think they can give Tennessee a test here. Being very old and being very experienced is a good thing in college basketball, and that's Maryland. They don't get rattled very easily. I think Jameer Young can handle uh, the the backcourt defense uh, of Tennessee. I think the Terps' defense is solid enough to keep the the balls off the glass, keep them from scoring. So I actually lean towards the Terps here as a two-possession dog, Jim. Yeah, and Kevin Willard's a really good underdog coach. I don't. I should have the exact numbers. Sorry, Sunday show don't have the pulled up. But he's like an Ed Cooley or a Chaka Smart, where he's really good yeah. as an underdog. He, he gets his teams up, and they're not like in and all in a different world talent wise here. Um, and if Vescovy's banged up and and Maryland knocks down shots, like Kai said, that that effort at Wisconsin was actually pretty solid. I thought that was a terrible spot for Maryland, mm-hmm. and they yeah, didn't was. make shots, and they still hung around. So, I, yeah, I've, I've been impressed with the Terps so far this year. I think they keep this one close as well. I'm not betting it, but, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a, a good one. The headliner that we deserve on this fine Sunday. Ooh, I, like I think the, the Terps, okay, the, okay. the Maryland fan travel there from the comment, Will Jones in the chat. I, I would imagine most people are from our Maryland fans. Tonight. I, know. I just think these games are always empty, barren 
no one goes to these, which stinks. But yeah, I guess I'll give a slight. I guess I don't really that. know. I have not been. Here, here's a big concern or minor concern, maybe. Maryland's played so many big games. Like their non-conference schedule is such a gauntlet. And Kevin Willard kind of talked about how like he sort of regrets, like he thinks he's going to overextend his team before the Big Ten, which is already a murderer's row as it is. So I think Tennessee or UCLA, they will crack. Hopefully it's next game, not today. A reminder, last, uh, this this has no bearing on today. I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, last time Tennessee was in New York playing basketball, they had the ugliest overtime game with Texas Tech. 109 points in overtime total. Like, that game was disgusting. Oh, yeah. Uh, just wanted to bring up that classic that we all <laughs> enjoyed last year, yeah. right around this time. All right, the last one in Brooklyn, the nightcap, UMass and Hofstra. Kai, I this is me with this game because I don't know yeah. what's going on with – I don't think Fernandes plays. I kind of doubt Estrada plays too. Yeah. So both teams missing their best creator, best ball handler, kind of base their offenses around what those guys do. It's too much of an uncertainty. I just – I didn't want to get involved with this one. And and one guy's way more important to his team, and that's Estrada. Uh, you have to know his status if you're going to back Hofstra. Uh, he's the reigning Colonial Player of the Year. He's vital for them. If he's out – it's a UMass bet. Fernandez is out, but they're a very deep team. Now, Diggins did get hurt at the end of the last game, too. So UMass might be down two of their primary ball handlers. I still don't really think it matters a whole lot. Uh, Hofstra, Matt, anecdotally in my head, last couple of years have struggled with physical teams. And you don't get more physical than UMass. They're going to crush them in all the hustle areas. Uh, if Estrada's in, I think Hofstra can score enough to maybe keep this one because UMass's offense really isn't going to exploit them. But if he's out, it's a pretty uh, strong UMass lean for me in this game. Yeah, I would say kind of a tough spot here for UMass, though. I know it's off the loss to UMass Lowell, but they played last Friday, Monday, Thursday, now playing Sunday. Um, and I, do we have any good sense of what the Martin... Um, They're so deep. They play like right, they, they are. That's true. That's true. They are deep. Um, but like the whole Martin calling out his team for not buying in like as we kind of put that to bed i'd I'd expect a good effort after they got the wake-up call loss yeah okay he probably has been after them he probably wanted that loss right he was probably like he he needed them to take a loss for him to like okay yeah i think that's an important psychological factor with this umass team because they're so volatile they're so up and down yeah well that he he basically said that he's like i can't teach them this lesson when we keep winning and then they lost and he's probably like haha i get to yell at these guys like yeah they're volatile in game they're not volatile game to game like they're just in game it's like it's just a roller coaster right every time yep yep agreed so yeah i think kai's making the right point here if estrada is out have to lean umass despite the monster game that Amari Marshall had last game for for Hofstra against Purdue, he went absolutely nuts. I don't yeah, anticipate that happening again, uh, but we'll see. I, I think Purdue is playing with its food in that one. Yeah, they were having a good time. All right, Maddie, let's go to chat mob first section here. I know there's questions coming in. What do you got for us? Uh, we will start with a twofer from Maddie Aker. Shim, I'm going to you first. Eastern Michigan, Niagara, and then his second question is Merrimack, Maine. I like okay. the yeah. Eagles. But I don't want to like the Eagles. I'm not. I'm not. But I think Jordan Majeski said he's. He's like. I'm not touching that team until conference tournament. I agree. I think Eagles. you've. I think you've said the same thing here, Matt. Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Are, are you talking purple Eagles or? Oh yeah, talking the green Eagles. I forgot about the Eagles. Yes, I'm talking <laughs> the, the the Eagles that are green. Eastern yeah. Michigan, which is a team that does not like competing, but they're talented. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not betting Eastern Michigan, despite the number kind of leans that way. But I do like the under. It's been bet down. I think Niagara drags them into just a gross slog. Yeah. And Imani Bates gets driven nuts. Oh, and then Merrimack, Maine. Number told me to bet Merrimack. I didn't because one team's yep. been really good this year, Maine, and one team's been awful, Merrimack. So sat it out. Yep. Yep. 
Hi, Ryan asking about East Tennessee State, Moorhead State. Uh, there's been some money coming in on the Buccaneers, a short yeah. road dog, now basically down to pick them, minus yeah. one Moorhead. Some injury concerns for East Tennessee State. I don't really have an opinion on this game. I was going to be on ETSU, but Tipler and, and Jansek have been out of the lineup forever. I, I don't want to touch them right now. I, I can't figure it out. They're playing six guys. It's not something I want to back right now, so I stayed away. Yeah. It's kind of the same issues we saw with this team last year. Not deep enough and not yep. physical. Yeah. That's enough. last year they had like five scholarship guys at the end of the year. They're like already at that point. It's ridiculous. They've they've lost the Forbes physicality or a brand. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh Benny asking about UMass. We talked about that a little bit. Uh Ryan A, Lipscomb, Tennessee State, little Nashville showdown. Jimbo, any thoughts there? Lipscomb's been awesome, by the way. Yeah, there's like no not much home, if any. There's no travel, and I don't think Tennessee State's going to have some home run crowd. I kind of like Lipscomb here. Kai, it's weird. Asajula has been like not a, not a zero, but he's not their best player right now. It's, it's like a really player weird. off the bench. Yeah, yeah. But well, I still I still starts. like Lippy today. Asajula, uh, Kai, another. Yeah, his like numbers have not been down. They have some other big guys who's been really good too. I don't know. They must have o- found Masovich is awesome. Yeah, right. He's been really good. Kai, NJIT, FDU, another game. There's no home, both Jersey-based schools. I have no take on this game. I know you were a uh, a Knights backer last game. I'm surprised up to four and a half. People must know if um, if uh, Blagan, Hiru Blagan, is in for uh, Fairleigh Dickinson. They've been the much better team, but I don't know if I can back them without him. Like, they barely got by Columbia, and that was a little shocking to me. They yeah. should have owned them. I'd also say I think Grant Singleton's going to be out. He yes, did a bad sure. ankle late in overtime against Columbia. I think yeah. Fairleigh Dickinson's going to be shorthanded today. And Joe Munden got hurt at the end of the game too. They could yeah. be really shorthanded. Munden came back in though, so okay. yeah, he did play. Yeah. Stay, uh, away. stay away. All that first stay away. I love it. Spencer K with a pretty good spot read here. I just missed this on the schedule. Hawaii's hosting St. Francis. Um, fun little oh, travel yeah. there from uh, Loretto, Pennsylvania, out to the island. Kai, any take on this one? Minus sixteen. I, I can't Hawaii. believe, yeah, I can't believe Matt's not back in Hawaii. Yeah, why am I, not? Huge, I might add it now on this side. But it's a big number. Hawaii's been, they don't have like the offensive firepower. To, to win by 20. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. St. Weird, Francis is why terrible. They're why beat is up, St. Francis bad. going to Hawaii? Why, why are they doing this? They, they also played on Thursday, by the way. They're on one on yeah. Thursday. And so it's, a, I would say, a semi-quick turnaround. What's their budget? Whatever. What's the budget of this school? <laughs> this is nuts. A little experience. You know, good look for you know, just oh, a little awesome Christmas in paradise. Be pumped. Yeah. Maybe Maybe give about this game. Game. Yeah, that's I uh, think there's huge quit factor for yeah. St. Francis given their personnel yes. issues and travel. Yeah. Uh we uh, Scott H asking about New Mexico State today. The uh you know, we've talked about the turmoil surrounding that program. They did cover last game against Santa Clara. They're now catching four and a half on the road at Duquesne Jimbo. Take. I really like Duquesne. I know they were my best bet recently and lost against Marshall. I think this is a pretty good spot for my Dukes. I considered them for best bet, Matthew, but I didn't want to do two shows in a row and have two Duquesne losers in a row. Uh, But New Mexico State's kind of a mess off the court. They've got some suspensions that guys might not play. So I like the Dukes and also bad travel New Mexico State. Yeah, bad travel. I like, uh, oh, sorry, last game uh, that's been asked about a ton, Oregon State, Texas A&M. That'll be in the best bet section. But back to oh. stanza two of the outline. Kai, we got him to tease a best bet wow, instead I'm of surprised. give it away. I, How about I thought this? he was going to do it, yeah. Same. I thought Good so, for, too. Good for you, Matt. All right. Uh, we're leaving Brooklyn. We're going to some campus sites here, starting in South Bend. Marquette at Notre Dame. Kai, I was surprised to see Marquette as the road favorite here. I know Notre Dame has been really bad as a big favorite. Uh, they're they're kind of useless when they're laying 
15 points, but they beat Sparty at home, granted a banged up Sparty. I think they're going to be better in these kind of toss-up kind of games. And I don't love Shaka Smart as a road favorite. I want that guy as a home dog. So I lean the Irish. What do you think? Uh, yeah, Marquette is only one in three in its marquee matchups. They've covered two of them, but doesn't really matter for the tournament, right? They kind of still need quality wins, and Notre Dame still needs to keep padding wins. It's a huge game, basically, what I'm saying both ways here. Notre Dame's about as secure with the ball as any team in the country, but Marquette can disrupt about any team in the country. They're very long in the perimeter. They're very athletic. Their press is very hard to break. We'll see if it bothers Notre Dame. We'll see who can control the pace here. Notre Dame, Matt plays seven guys, and that's it. Uh, they try to control the tempo, bring the pace down a little bit. Marquette wants to ramp it up. They're much more physical than Notre Dame. If the Irish go zone, though, can the Eagles hit enough shots? Can they create second chances? I think it's a pretty tough call here. I stayed away personally. Matt, you probably have a stronger opinion on this game than I do. I do. I like the Irish. Attaboy. I think as a looking at their results this year, there's like you can yeah. look at all of the mid majors. Yeah, they really haven't put it, they haven't dominated teams they should dominate. I just think the way that they're built is they're never going to be a good favorite, but we've seen them rise up in class against Michigan state. Now favorable spot injures or injuries yeah. to Michigan state, maybe kind of sort of put an asterisk on that result. Fair. Um, I just think this is their game today. And I really do. I think their style takes Marquette out of transition. Mostly. I think Mike Bray controls tempo. I think they make shots. I think Marcus Hammond backs a huge boost to that roster that needs like seven, eight able players as opposed to five, six. So yeah, I took the Irish day as a short dog. Uh, Notre Dame is one and seven. ATS is a favorite. One and zero is a dog this year. Hey, love Good. that. Two and zero is coming up. Yeah, order <laughs> serve up that two and zero, baby. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next, we got Seton Hall at Rutgers, fellas. I'm just going to come out and say it. My best bet is first half Rutgers minus four and a half. I think they come out just absolutely furious after the mm-hmm. loss that was stolen from them by the refs, uh, with uh, Tanner Holden being out of bounds at Ohio State. I think they're going to be angry. Home team has typically dominated this game, uh, this this rivalry game between Rutgers and Seton Hall, big New Jersey battle. At the rack, Matthew, full-strength Rutgers. I've been really impressed with them, especially when they have Mulcahy and McConnell. I think they take it to a, a Seton Hall team that's really banged up right now. Uh, I know they had some guys sit there non-D1 game. I'm sure they'll be back, but they're clearly not fully healthy, and I think Rutgers is going to be dialed in for this one. Yeah, yes. I agree. I, Rutgers is my lean. Yes. That's all Sorry, you're kicking to Matt first. My bad. I wanted it. Yeah. I wanted the Go rock. Ahead. I was going to Matt. That's Go ahead, Matt. I'll give it a hot potato too. I just think it's their spot after the loss to Ohio State back home, in-state rival. All the dynamics are there for like a, we're locked in for this one. And yeah, Seton Hall just too many injuries right now. I think they're kind of limping into conference play. As Shaheen Holloway kind of hinted at all offseason, he's like, man, we've had guys injured all um, all fall, and it sort of yeah. persisted into this year. And yeah, I I think it's a brittle Seton Hall team right now. So yeah, I, I lean Rutgers. Yeah, spread's high, but there's no way I'm fading Rack Rutgers. I'm not fading Rutgers in a rivalry game. I'm not fading Rutgers against a team I don't trust at all in Seton Hall. I think Rutgers is for real. Their defense is insane, and Seton Hall has not looked good. They should be 4-5 and five with no quality wins. They should have lost to Memphis. Yep. Uh, they cannot win the paint or the glass battle with Rutgers, and that's how they have to win games. So it's a really tough matchup for them here. I, I, I lean towards Rutgers as well. I, I do endorse Jim's first half bet. Good job, Jim. Love it. Yeah. I mean, this Seton Hall a team that has looked lost offensively playing rack Rutgers and their vicious defense. I think they like shove Seton Hall in a locker in this one. And let's go Rutgers fire up first half boys. All right, Matthew. No, you know what? I'm going to Kai first on this one. My Hell Badgers yeah. are on the road, Wisconsin at Iowa. 
Sneaky fun fact, the Badgers are 5-1-1 one, and one against the spread in Iowa City last seven outings. Greg Gard's been pretty competitive there. No Chris Murray confirmed still for this one. Sort of a low number because of that. Um, basically saying these teams are equal without Chris Murray. <clears throat> Kyle, we just saw Iowa get up home run effort against Iowa State. Are they able to do the same thing here against Wisconsin? Yeah, Iowa's 5-0 against the spread at home this year, plus eight cover margin. So basically... Good. If you're fading Iowa at home, you better have a darn good reason. And Chris Murray's a pretty good reason. They didn't need him against Iowa State. Maybe that's a little bit different in such a heated rivalry game. Plus four, man, I kind of lean towards Wisconsin. They're just really, really steady. They're really solid. Their last two games have been excellent. I mean, they controlled Marquette. That game should not have gone to overtime. They just kind of got lazy at the end there. Uh, it is the first Big Ten game for Iowa, Matt. We'll see how they open up here. I think Wisconsin can slow Iowa down. They've been a little bit more of a pace taker this year. Um, yeah. than, than a pacemaker, but I cannot fade Iowa home court. I won't do it, even with Murray out of the lineup. Yeah, I just realized that Wisconsin lost to, remember that Wisconsin lost at home to Wake Forest. How did Wake beat Wisconsin on the road and then lose to Ellis? Anyway, uh, frustrating. I like <laughs> Iowa at the number. <laughs> I like Iowa at the current number. It's come down to four. I I know the shooting splits against in Iowa State game were stark, three of 22 for Iowa State, 12 for 23 from three for Iowa. But like, I was a good shooting team, even without Chris Murray, so... They can make shots. Jim, I think, alluded to the fact that Wisconsin played so well on the road here. That's why I didn't take it. I think the matchup, the historical matchups in the Big Ten to me merit or have some merit as opposed to, I think, some other trends don't always hold their their weight in gold. I do think that would matter. So, I'd Yeah, Matt, we, we talked about going with your gut on teams you follow. I don't have a strong read on Wisconsin in this one, so that's why I'm sitting out. Um, I could see... Iowa continuing that offensive barrage, uh, but it was also like like we said, home run effort against arch rival. There could be some letdown factor here against Wisconsin, even though it is a big Big Ten game. Man, I, Kai, are we are we killing Big Ten home court after some of the efforts we've seen recently, especially Illinois yesterday? But then Nebraska almost beat Purdue, so it's like I, true. I, it's yeah. man, it's a uh, case by case, Jim. I suppose it's case by case. Yeah, uh, it's it's not like the home run 70% bet the home team that it has been in a couple past years, but you still got to respect it and, and treat each game individually. Yeah. All right, last one on the outline is a Big Ten home court. Matt, we've got Minnesota hosting Mississippi State. Kind of a strange non-conference game here. Mm-hmm. Chris Jans and his Bulldogs have been phenomenal yeah. and this minnesota team is mega garbage why should i not take mississippi state on the road here um i think you should i, I really do I agree. Like, <laughs> it feels like the michigan thing where it's like god this line's so short i guess i'm just not playing it because my number says not to and because big 10 home court is supposedly strong i don't the barn's tough place to play but it's an easy place to play when your opponent's not very good and that's just what minnesota is right now and not only they're not good they're young so there's I think there's sort of a uh, acceptance of we're going to kind of take the lumps this year with the Gophers in hopes of like grooming our youngsters for the future. And I think that lends itself to less competitive efforts when you would think you might get a feisty Minnesota game today. Like, I just don't think that's the case. I think Mississippi State's probably a bad favorite to back DNA wise, Kai, but this is, I think I'd still lay it. It's one of those games where maybe it's not <clears throat> best to overthink it. Uh, Miss State's right. been great. Minnesota's been terrible. The barn is not a tough place to play right now. Uh, I mean, I don't think they've had a single good effort yet this year, even at home. I thought Jameson battle back in the lineup would give them a little bit of life. It really hasn't. Um, this is going to be a bloodbath on the glass. Bloodbath. You got the number one offensive rebounding team in the country by rate in Mississippi State against the 336th 
best defensive rebounding team in the country by rate. One team's physical, talented, and extremely well coached. The other one's Minnesota. I lean towards <laughs> Miss State here. Minus seven. Yeah, it's a little high, Matt. I agree with you on the Mississippi State not as good of a favorite type of thing, but I'd lean their way. Yeah, I, I think they crockpot them. Even if it's not like a get all over them early, I, I think they eventually win this game by double digits. So I'm tempted to hop in. I, I made this higher because I don't respect Minnesota at all. I backed Minnesota a couple games in a row. Again, had the Miracle Virginia Tech cover miracle push against Purdue. And I was like, you know what? This These are the wrong sides. I need to knock Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm more trending betting against them. This is my second straight time fading them as a home dog. And the first one went well, so I'll keep it going. Mississippi State for me there. All right, fellas, let's get back to chat mob before we reveal the rest of our best bets. Maddie, what do you got? I only have three questions. The mobsters are just there's no uh they, they have the winners themselves. They they no longer yeah, they don't need it from us. That's and that's fine. I, I, I think that's fair. It's the evolution of, of our teachings. Uh but we will start with Maddie Akers, another question about a Northeast showdown, Kai Bryant versus Manhattan. Um, the Bulldogs have been a tough nut to crack, obviously very talented. Manhattan has been better than we thought, you know, plain and simple. Nine points is a ton. However, you gotta know if Manhattan's guys are back. Josh Roberts missed last game. Uh, another guy missed uh, Brennan Brennan. Yep. Yeah. Josh Roberts is really important. Roberts is really important. Um, Earl Timberlake is back for Bryant. That's probably part of the reason you saw the line creep up a little bit. There's no way Kayvon Kramer's back, but Bryant's still a lot more talented. Hey, nine points at Manhattan. Sheesh. I'm leaning towards the Jaspers. Yeah. Like you said, they missed. And it's also been like, they were, they were a flu team. So like, are they better or are they still flu ridden where they're going to get blown out? Like most of these flu teams do. So I, or or they Montana, but yeah, yeah. Montana looks like a different team. Um, Great game here. Almost made outline by the way, as a little bit of a sleeper, Jack Stone, Jim asked for Indiana state versus Southern Indiana. He might be going to the game. Has a hand up. I think up, there's a yep, lot of points, points in this one. I think it's up and down track meet. Both teams are willing to run. Don't have a strong side take because Kai, we, we've seen these uh, new D1 teams are just hyper feisty, and I don't want to fade. I'm done fading Southern them. Indiana. Yeah, so you got that I, I'm just, And if I'm you're going to fade the them, now's the time to do it. Open five. Now it's at seven. I mean, I don't want to fade Indiana State either, but I think that this is it, awesome. I, it felt pretty high though for just given how good in, or how continuously competitive Southern Indiana has been. Um, but. Yeah. No action for me there. Not a ton of travel. So. All right. And on the polar opposite end of the uh, aesthetically pleasing spectrum, Andrew asking about Tarleton versus UCF. Kai should be a gross, gross, gross game. Uh, UCF will be dragged down into the muck of doom that yeah. Tarleton does. But there's some injuries concerns for the Texans. Are there? Oh, I, I think there worry. are a couple. Jim, you, remind you can, me, please. You can cover the injuries, but. Yeah. This is the type I'm usually a Tarleton guy. This is the type of the game I don't think Tarleton wins or keeps close. Like UCF's kind of a different beast. Uh, they have a huge size advantage. They're going to get to the line a hundred times in this game. I'm staying away in this one. Yeah, Tarleton is missing Jacory Smith and and Gatquaf last game. Jacory is like their second best player. So yeah. if he's out, that's I have them. I have a hard time seeing them hang around a UCF team that can completely shut down their offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Any last at the horn, at the horn, at the horn. There's a there's a, there's oh, a few uh, here. Sienna, Delaware. Let's hit that one from Ryan. And I don't have a hard take in this one. My Saints have been awesome. And I think I just missed the boat early and haven't been able to back them like I did last year. So I'm bummed out about that. Yeah, I don't have a strong one in that one. Um, I wanted to back Navy against Towson. I saw someone ask yeah, that. Yeah, Towson uh, Navy. Great game. Towson was 
like even with Clemson, the entire game needed a three at the buzzer to backdoor kind of backdoor that game. But Jason Gibson has still been out. Redier Hicks has still been out. Uh, Navy is a really, really feisty underdog. And keep an eye on their freshman point guard, Austin Benini. He had 20 last game against that vaunted West Virginia defense. Wow. I know Navy didn't cover, but like it's pretty rare for them to play a freshman this big a minutes. Uh, maybe that's not a reason to bet them today. That's just a, a hoop tip. Watch Navy. Good, good, good hoops on that squad. Hi, how about Youngstown versus Ohio? The boys of Youngstown versus the boys of Jeff Bowles. I kind of refuse to believe that Ohio is this bad, the way the market's been pricing them. And Youngstown's getting a lot of credit here. I think historically, Ohio owns this matchup. Um, I, I don't know if they play mm. a whole lot, but from what I gather, this is basically like Ohio usually dominates, and both sides know it. This year, <laughs> you could argue Youngstown's better than Ohio. I'm not sure I'd go that far quite yet, but Ohio has definitely looked worse this season. I lean towards them and the short dog. I got a better price early on. I don't even okay. Um, they, they, they haven't played in a while. I kind of thought they they had not played in a while. That's that's a they have not played since November 30th or something like that. Oh, no, I'm enough. saying the two, the head to head, they haven't played. Oh, yeah, I tried to look up history. Okay. I can't find it, but okay. maybe not. I might be searching something incorrect. The I'm still with Kai. I like the Bobcats. Got, I'm with the, you. The vibe yeah. I got was like, young I hate when like, fan forms ah, they're, stray. they're better than they're older or whatever. They're, you know, the Mac team, whatever. Uh, here's my advice just stop Dwayne Cohill. If you do that, you can be Youngstown, but that's been Youngstown's hard. really talented. I, they're I'd super talented. Yeah. Cohill is like a legit star. Like Dayton, Cohill will be like Dayton's second best player right now. And he was on Dayton at one point. Yeah. How about one more at the Horn Presbyterian, South Carolina? I was hoping you'd bring this up. I I think we just keep fading the bad power teams. The South Carolina is the Oregon with, State or with not the, Oregon with State, Presbyterian. So okay, Presbyterians had two feisty efforts. Winston yeah, Hills like getting dog. getting better. Yeah, like, they're, they're healthier. I think they're a little undervalued because of how bad they were without Hill. I kind of like Presbyterian. I think they might win outright. How about that? Oh, hey, real quick shouts to our guy, Eve, with the Iowa State McNeese question. I think under is my obvious answer there, Kai. Anything to add before we go to the best bets? No. Nothing to add. I, uh, can McNeese have two amazing efforts in a row? They just beat Northern Iowa. I, I That was a ridiculous result. Um, I don't know. Iowa State can win by 40 and, like, barely score. So, uh, yeah. I'm saying away. I, I like Matt's 50 to 10 in the final. Yeah. Uh, all be. right. To best bets we go, and I will keep the mic. Everyone's been asking about Oregon State, Texas A&M. This is where my best bet lies. Uh, I don't think the number's too high. I think it's actually a fairly well-priced line at minus 14. Uh, the Aggies hosting the Beavers. But I just think this matchup-wise is such a strong edge to Oregon State. Like, in a battle of junk defenses, switching defenses, I think this is like a true coaching chess match. And I don't trust A&M at all as a favorite. They don't take care of the ball that well. Uh, their shot selection leaves a lot to be desired. Oregon State, while obviously relying on young ball handlers against AM's pressure, doesn't give me a lot of confidence. But I think this game gets ugly enough for Oregon State to slip inside the 14. So go Beeves. Shouts to the Payton years. Kai. I mean, Jim. Uh, reiterating my best bet was Rutgers, first half minus four and a half. I think they smashed Seton Hall early. One team is angry and it's a big rivalry. Home court matters a lot in these. Ask Iowa State. I'm I'm big on the first half here, Rutgers, Kai. I'm going a game we haven't talked about yet. Prairie View plus 17 is coming to Chicago to visit the Big Ten Wildcats. The line's sky high, in my opinion. Um, Prairie View has not played since November 30th. Long layoff, maybe a little bit of a risk of rustiness, but they also could have gotten healthy. They had a guy out or two, I think, last game. Yep. The pace is going to be slow. Neither team's really looking to run. It's a low-possession game. 
that favors a really big underdog, 17 points here. Also, Prairie View is pretty scrappy. Hopefully they can bother Northwestern in what has to be a sleepy home spot. Nobody's going to this game today at Northwestern. <clears throat> There's no chance. Uh, crowd's not going to be huge. And also, Prairie View A&M is not the little sisters of the, of the poor, of the blind, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they beat Wazoo this year. They've proven they can hang with power competition. So Prairie View plus 17 is the best bet. Submission. Boom. Big look-ahead spot for Northwestern. They got DePaul next weekend in the big inner-city right. Chicago battle. So. The king of Chicago. Who is it? Yep. How did DePaul beat UTEP by 30? I don't, that's the, uh, to I date, think, I have I a list UTEP's of like not most unclear. Uh, might be right. I know. That's I my, don't want to admit it. <laughs> there might be, it. there might be too much Mario McKinney on, on UTEP. That uh, I know. I still, I was like, ah, Mario <laughs> McKinney, the, the Mizzou defect. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Joe. We need something better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's that it. wraps it up. That's our best bets. That is our show for today. Lots of good ball. Tune in to Tennessee, Maryland. That's going to be an awesome game. Can't so wait. check that one out. Of course, there's NFL football. So good luck with that. Good luck with your fantasy football lineups. We're not doing any stardom seven because I'm clueless. I'm bad at fantasy football. But we will be back on Tuesday. We're off tomorrow. Pretty light slate. Uh, but we'll be back Tuesday for a really strong slate. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your Sunday.